good. Grief. Galler. Hello, welcome to the sixth episode of Good Grief Galler. I am your host, SBJ. With me is Irene. Oh man, I got to go first this time. You, I have alternated it every time. No, 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 you did Micah twice. Oh my man. No, yeah. well, we, yeah. Irene, we've had we've Stop. had multiple episodes. <laughs> okay, but I meant like <laughs> consecutively is what I meant. Oh. Jeez, I yeah. didn't that's know false. Mike, it's definitely okay. Incorrect. Okay, well, correct me. My, not, I don't. Not I don't actually remember. I Someone can't even else. remember ten minutes ago. I sit here and I look at you and I wait. Wait for that introduction, and then you look at me, You're and being, then you say Micah, and I'm just like, oh, okay. we don't even know Micah's here. I haven't introduced him yet. Oh, Micah oh. also <laughs> here. Hello. Whoa, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, right here the whole time. This is our sixth episode of our mini series. If this is for some reason the first episode of It's Super Effective you started with, go back and listen, or maybe just start here, I guess. But this is our, our journey through the Gala region. For spoilers, uh, this episode, before you start to get too far in, we're going to be talking about the sixth, sorry, the seventh gym. Talked about the sixth gym last week or yesterday. The seventh gym and the eighth gym, we're doing it all in one. So if you haven't done those two gym leaders, do those first. If you've only done the seventh, make sure you do the eighth before you listen if you don't want spoilers. If you have done that, then you have probably realized these gym leaders are literally next to each other. There's like <laughs> one bridge separating them and, a, and an explosion that I still don't think they put in explosion sounds for. They definitely did. This this one for sure did. Okay. Yeah. No. And you were you were like I think yeah, you were streaming. It just, it just seemed like you a very weak explosion. You, okay. Well, it was supposed to be far away. I relatively guess. Speedy. I guess. I guess. I guess. Turn I guess. up your high tech earbuds. Oh, that, <laughs> I found <laughs> those. Can we talk about how like the music like, before we start? I want to talk about the high tech earbuds real quick. One. I'm pretty sure is, we already talked about the high tech earbuds, but. No, but well, okay. go off. <laughs> let me go off. <laughs> go let off. Me, I guess. Let me start off this episode with a complaint because we've been praising these games for for the last like eight hours or however long these podcasts have been. But this is not a complaint about the music. The music in the game is so good. Everything about the 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 she, the weeding wield the, the the glimmering wield whatever that first area is. Smoldering um, wheels, slumbering wheels, smoldering <laughs> to the battle music, to Hop's rival music, to uh, the music insert. Like everything is good. So when I say that the sound design is bad, I'm not talking about the music. I'm talking about how like the high tech earbuds and just the over like things are louder and quieter than they should be. Have we talked about this? Kind of. Okay. There's one part in the wild area. I don't know if this is intentional. But there's two bridges in the wild area. One bridge is the the like daycare bridge that you can see up. And then I don't remember the other bridges. Whatever behind the daycare. I think the bridge like I don't know if that's stow inside back there or something. Wait, what? I thought So when you're in the wild area you draw you ride your bike under two bridges. Under. And, and like the second bridge is close to the Oh uh, under two bridges. Yeah. The daycare. If yeah. I, under? Yeah. Because the because the wild area is below Pretty much a lot of the like land. That's why, like, when you go into the wild area and leave, there's like big staircases because it's like downer, more down, more down, more down. Downer. <laughs> um, but there's one spot in the wild area under one of the bridges. I don't remember which one where all the music just stops. And I don't know if it's intentional because you're under a bridge. <laughs> it's suspense. But you just the music will be like roaring. You'll be and then you like stop under the bridge because like somebody sent you a friend request and then just no music. And then if you just move a little bit towards where the where you came from, the music kicks back up. And then if you just like slowly move again, it's gone. Yeah. I don't know if it's my game. I don't know I if it's like literally this. have never experienced I, this. I have no clue what you're I have, talking I have, about. I showed multiple people today on my stream of like I don't get why the music just stops here. That part, whatever. That's like a minor thing. It's just like some towns, like the like the music just seems so much lower than other things. And I noticed it on when you're playing on the TV, Irene, where I said this, I think maybe the first or second episode where when you like clicked an item and that A select button mm -hmm. just seems like so piercing to me. And a lot of your sounds just seem so loud for what you're doing that it doesn't, it just... Because, like, okay, so, like, a battle. You'll be in a battle, and I'll walk into the 
living room and I'll be like, Jesus, this is blaring. And then this as soon is... as the battle is over, it's like, oh, this sounds like normal again. Yeah, because if you go to a if you're if you go to a stadium, generally it's louder in the stadium than it is on the street. I mean, I guess I get I get what you're saying though. And then, like when you go into a max raid, the things like in your See, face. That and definitely like, is on purpose. But Intensity. it's that for sure is on purpose. Yeah, you're, I'm sure that's on purpose. But it's so loud. You're so it is. Uh, but I and, love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first time I I something Dynamaxed or Gigantamax or whatever, and it made noise. It was loud enough that it like kind of startled me, and it made it feel more powerful, which I think is the intention. Emphasis. It makes sense that a Dynamax Pokemon would be louder, but the, the this is the problem with the earbuds is like I can see my sound levels just because I have the audio levels next to me. Just when I'm streaming, I want to make sure everything sounds good. So I, I mean, nine the normal Pokemon player does they they turn on their audio, <laughs> they like turn on their TV, they sit down, they play. The audio is the audio, and yes, you can adjust it. But because I can adjust the earbuds and I can see the the decibel levels right next to it in my software like i have no clue what the one through like four is on the like music because i would put it i put on four or no i started on one i was like i wonder what the quietest it is and i was getting zero sound i pumped up all of my audio software like literally no sound at one and then two was no sound and then three was no sound and then like four i was barely getting anything so i i I'm sure there are people that are like hard of hearing or like have super sensitive ears, but I don't like, I just feel like that whole audio scale thing is also broken. Like uh, when I, I, I have, I think it's like, for me, it's eight, six, six. So eight is music, six is sound effects. And the other six is, um, I think Pokemon cries. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I bumped up the, I couldn't hear like mud bray when I was trying to like show off how cute mud brays cry is, which is very important. Mud brays adorable and so i bumped it up to nine and it just seemed so loud and then i bumped it down to eight which ideally i think everything is eight 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 when you get it and i was like man this is so loud still like not specifically dynamax but just running into a mudbray or like checking mudbray and then i bumped it down to seven and i was like i feel like it didn't change and then i bumped it down to six and i feel like i can't hear it anymore you're so maybe maybe I'm just going deaf. I have no clue. You and sound, I'm always just like sound type. Um, I'm always <laughs> just like, because if we're driving in the car, it's uh, like it's always like, why is this so loud? Oh, well, and it's right, like, right. He's like, I want to talk to you, and I'm like, okay, but you're not saying anything, and also now I can't hear my music, and I could hear yeah, you. Yeah, your music in music. the car is very loud. It's totally not. It's very loud. Okay, but okay. your podcasts in the car are extremely loud too. When you come to pick me up for something, Oop. like going to Walmart in the <laughs> middle of the night, and you park in my, you, you pull up in my drive through, roll in. I can hear whoever you're listening to, Giant Bomb, whatever it is, <laughs> please, Reply All, whatever. Hey, they don't have advertisements on the show. <laughs> Blasting super loud. Maybe my car just is like very thin. You know, what? just doesn't hold in the sound. No, back no. Head. <laughs> that, that ain't about thinness. Maybe I just have really sensitive ears. But does it make any sense? Maybe though? I went to too many pop punk shows when I was like sixteen. But I don't understand. How would the music be too loud? You guys don't but think the like the sound podcast? balance and the the game is kind of off. I no, never I think, touched the high tech earbuds once when I was playing. I the only time I ever touched any volume was my like my TV volume when I was playing super late and I was doing Dynamaxes and I didn't want to wake up Becky cuz they're screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I went and I found the earbuds, air, whatever, AirPods, what, I don't know. What High-tech called. earbuds. Sure. AirPods. Uh, <laughs> um, I found those, and I immediately turned down the Pokemon noises, because I didn't really want to hear them at all, because uh, Steve was asking me about Cinderace. Cinderace, yeah. And I was just like, it's cute, but I cannot deal with that screech. So I, I was like, mm-mm, so I turned it down. Um, and then I turned the music all the way up, and then 
I don't even remember what was the middle, but sound effects. And I left that the same. Okay. So, so you pretty much did what? Because, <laughs> yeah, because I went 866. So if you're 88, eight, I'm probably 10. And then 10, 10 8. So it's like yeah. the same, but just blasting more decibels into your ears. I really like whenever you say something like this, I'm like, I want to go back and see how this music is and find that bridge and just be like I'm telling you the bridge I'll prove ah! it again you come into my you come into my Twitch stream ask me about the bridge I'll take you right there I'll well, show you that all the sound just cuts out when you go under it Do I have to wait for you to stream? Yes. <laughs> well I'm not playing any more Pokemon tonight. Okay. I've done too many max raids. Speaking of sound that is the uh 7th gym leader. The sound type gym. <laughs> Piers. I made that joke. Oh, you always steal my jokes. Mm. Piers. Is that what? P I E R S is just Piers. Yeah. yeah. Not like Pierre or anything. No. Pierce. Pierce. Good Pierce. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, he, You're on the same wavelength. He is the game. first dark type gym leader in all of Pokemon. Dark type was introduced in Gen Two. There have been Dark type Elite Four members like uh, Karen and Grimsley, probably somebody else that I'm forgetting. We quickly find out. We kind of hinted at it last week, and I think I kind of guessed at it really early that I bet Marnie is the brother of Piers, and she is, <laughs> or is the sister? Correct. Sorry, <laughs> sister. Yeah, sister. Sibling. I still think that was an interesting thing. I don't think from I don't think at all from the trailers that gave it away. Pierce's cart gave it away before their actual situation, like her, their her, interaction. Oh no! But her card gives it because when she gives you the card before you fight Kabu, her card says like she has a brother. And if you like, yeah, but oh, it doesn't like give away. I mean, she's is, using dark you know? Pokemon though, <laughs> and you don't know who the dark type gym leader is who showed up. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel guess. like it's super obvious. I guess could have been could have been her sister. Like her signature Pokemon is a dark and electric type Pokemon. Okay. More Peko. More Pico. More Peck. I don't know how he said. Okay. Maybe maybe her brother was an electric gym leader. They're emo kids. The fabled electric gym leader. Maybe her brother was the electric fossil that is grasping for air. Grasping. Okay, pause real quick. I gotta talk about this. Because we talked about it previously, and I took one. uh, I've only done one fossil Pokemon so far. I haven't seen any of the other ones. This is incredible. The fossils? (laughs) I love them a whole lot. They're they're great. I I don't remember which one it is, but it's like a a dinosaur bird head that's trapped in a block of ice. So you got the raptor. You got the raptor with the like walrus thing, right? Uh, maybe it's like the, shaking the, and it's the, got yeah, snot yeah. coming out of its nose. The yellow one is so the good. little. The yellow one is supposed to be the raptor dinosaur because it's like a raptor, a drake. No, it's a it's a like uh, I can't remember bird fish bird fish dino dino, which is the stegosaurus thing. Drake, which would be the little raptor, I believe. I I used a dino. Fossil and a bird fossil. That's all I used. It, it, regardless, it's like the little yellow electric dinosaur. And then, so yeah. you got. You, so it's I, stuck yours in is like a block of ice. Yeah, so yours is electric ice. It's really good. It's really dumb and really good, and I love it a lot. Does it have a noise form? No, no, no noise form. Um, I I haven't looked at anything with the fossil. I, I, yeah, nope. They're real good. I, it makes me want to get all of them because I want to see how dumb the rest of them are. Oh, they! I think the one you got is like the best looking one, Dang. like the cutest. Oh, the okay. other, the other ones look like abominations. Okay, that's what I want though. Okay, I want more abomination Pokemon. There's, I want to say what it looks like, but its description is like no, it's it can't breathe, so it <laughs> went extinct because it's like. Faces upside down, what? so like, <laughs> so like can't breathe properly. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> so it like died. Oh so my I love, god! I love that. It's it's really great. Okay, so, so Piers stupid. resides in Spike Month. So after you get the, <laughs> after Isn't it? okay, Spike Month, Spike Month. There's Muth. no N. No oh, Spike Month. Spike Month. Uh, so after you get the water bike, it's pretty much just like south. It's a very short route, yes. and the gates to the city are closed, 
and a I bunch don't know of pe- if this route, the like the the Surchester Bay or whatever, was just really boring. But I was so bored going through this route. I don't know if it was just me or if it is really just a boring route. But I felt like I couldn't wait to get out of it, and I don't know why. The water part or the field part, but I just totally agree because I was just like, okay. Well, they give you like a lot of water and islands to go to. To like, I'm assuming the thought process is like, look at how easy it is to go from water to land. Yeah, probably. Sure. I was just like, I don't want to be by these. Was it annoying because Mantine keeps jumping at you? Uh, I mean, that's definitely part of it. I didn't get any Mantines. I just saw a bunch of Whalemers and then I got on the grass and then I walked into a Marini or a Toxapex, a Marini, and I was super excited. And then I was just like, okay, I don't want to touch anything else. And then I. It was a lot of Mantike and Remorade leaping out of the water. Yeah. And they would just hit you. Like run into you. So a couple a couple things about this gym. Uh, the the gates were closed because Team Yell thought they were helping by closing the gates for all the other challengers so they couldn't get their seventh badge and then letting Marnie get in so she can get the seventh badge, so she could be the only challenger to Leon. Um, which is the whole theme of Team Yell. They think they're helping a specific person when in fact that person doesn't want that kind of help and they're causing, a I guess, a ruckus for other people. Um, so Marnie battles you and then lets you in and then opens the gate. And then the gym challenge is kind of maybe the most boring. It's just battling Team Yell. Uh, uh, I, I, it's, it's, I think it's appropriate. Yeah, no, I don't think it. I, I think it fits what they're going for. It's just like not super exciting. What they're going for though is that it's not on top of a hot spot, so you can't get internet for your Pokemon. Um, you can't <laughs> Dynamax. <laughs> right, it's not I mean, in an actual stadium. Yeah, so it's just dilapidated and stuff, basically. Um, because Pierce is just like, uh. I don't. I, maybe I missed it. I know, like. Pierce talks about how he doesn't like to Dynamax, but like, did they take away his stadium? Because if they're very picky about gym leaders and how like the other gym leaders talk about how like, hey, if you're not good enough, we bump you down to minor league. Obviously, he's good enough to be a gym leader. Did he do something wrong where they didn't, they took his stadium or he didn't want one or like, did I miss? I think I missed that part. I I don't think, I think they're, they're a run down enough city because he says that they're not do- that spike myth is not doing well and that's why they uh he also says he's not a very good gym leader and they uh that's why the team yell was trying to block everybody from coming in because they were hoping that if marnie won and she became the champion then and nobody else could get there to to finish their gym challenge then that would bring some kind of like honor to Spike Myth. Oh. I thought that they wanted her to replace Pierce. Pierce wants then, her yeah, to replace Pierce. But yeah. then she was like, I don't want to be a gym leader, I want to be the champion. And it's yeah. just like, oh, okay. So Yeah, after the battle he says that. Yeah. But yeah, he's just he's just hum like kinda humble. Like Pierce is just kinda humble. And I think that ties in well that he doesn't Dynamax. They don't have a hot spot like I don't think, if I had to guess, I would probably say that, like, Chairman Rose probably didn't see enough in Spike Myth to put, like, a Dynamax hotspot or whatever uh, in the town because it's not, it's not really worthy. So what's his reason for not showing up to the opening ceremonies? Is it because he doesn't believe in Dynamax or he doesn't believe in himself? Because, again, I don't know, like, I like Pierce and I like that he's a gym that doesn't Dynamax and he's like, I don't believe in Dynamaxing. I don't like it. I just want my Pokemon to fight. It's not that he says he doesn't believe in Dynamaxing. It's just that he says he can't Dynamax. He says he's not a good gym leader. And I I think it's just that he doesn't believe in himself. He does a lot of, like... Uh, I don't really have anything, and I'm not a good... And he even says that t- he wasn't aware of Team Yell's tactic of like trying to block people from coming in, because he says that he figured no one was coming because he wasn't a good gym leader. Mm. Like, he, they were just skipping him. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't. Like, Rose right. said they have to go in a specific order. But then even after that, he says, I don't, I don't really have much, and I can't Dynamax, but I hope you enjoy the battle anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Piers a lot. 
I thought this was really neat, though, because it was, like, not in front of a huge audience with, like, all of the bells and whistles, and there was no Dynamaxing. It was just, like, a down-to-earth Pokemon battle with just, like, a handful of people watching that were really into it, and it just, I, I, it, it gave it kind of, like, a, like, a classic feel amongst all of the, the pomp and circumstance that, sh- that shows up with every other gym battle in the game, every other battle, because everything is a huge stadium event with huge showy Pokemon, like flashy Pokemon. And Pierce's gym battle is just like, this is what we got. <laughs> it's just a normal Pokemon battle. What I really like about the just the journey from the Pokemon Center to where Pierce is, because it's just that like road and you battle Team Yell or whatever. I like how they revealed or whatever, that they were all the gym trainers. And I thought it was super charming when um, there was a team yell grunt and then like trainer whatever because he didn't get his like costume on all the way. (laughs) He didn't get his team yell outfit on. (laughs) And so like, and so he was like, well, you already know now. And I was just like, that's in the fact (laughs) that they like changed their names, I thought was really cute. I like how... um, organized chaos that uh, comes from Team Yell just because I feel like they're inherently organized because they're still gym trainers, gym whatever, but because of their intentions for Marnie and all of that, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever, we're trying to do this, but this isn't what we're normally supposed to do, but we're trying. Um, I don't know, so I, I think that that was definitely something different. And then just that reveal. I don't know. I I really liked that reveal, even though it was kind of like, oh. Do we think the Mr. Mime was uh, because yep, of the yep, movie? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. With the signs and like everything, yeah. I was like, absolutely. This is definitely a shot. Yeah. Like, a, like, a, like the neon signs yep. and the dark alley and the invisible wall yep. and... Mr. Like they didn't. You can't catch a regular Mr. Mime in this game. Yep. It's Galarian Mr. Mime and then Mr. Rhyme when it evolves. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. A little tap dancing, dude. I was unaware at this point. I had still not yet seen Mr. Mime, and I thought I heard people saying like talking about Mr. Mime, and I wasn't aware who Mr. Rhyme was. And I thought that was Mr. Mime. <laughs> and then when I found oh, out it wasn't, you, in I was the trailer like, oh. when they showed Mr. Rhyme, did you think that 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 was, was like, Mr. Oh, Mime? I was like, oh, that's Mr. Mime. Yeah, because I don't know. I I didn't I didn't know. So I when I when I saw that this guy before the battle was offering to trade a Cantonian Mr. Mime, I was like, oh, is Mr. Mime is Galarian Mr. Mime like a like a loud like rock star Mr. Mime? Because that would be really good. And then it it wasn't, and I was disappointed. Oh. <laughs> it's just another. I mean, I'm not disappointed in weird the Mr. Mr. Mime. Mime. I was. I, I, I was think expecting Mr. Mime that he was going to show is, up at that point. Is disappointing. I think Mr. Rhyme is awesome. I think Galarian Mr. Mime has nothing going for it. I don't. I think it's good. I think it's I the like worst it. form. Like Alolan Vulpix, Alolan Sandshrew, Executor, whatever. Every form. Galarian Mr. Mime, bottom of the list. He tap dances. Yeah, but so does its evolution, and it's yeah, way more. Tra- it has dance. a bowl- bowler hat. It has a cane. It's way more appealing. Well, you can't have Mister Rhyme without Mister Mime. So what? You have coughing going into Galarian wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just had a regular Mister Mime go into. I mean, I guess my guess is Look, because I like I like I like Galarian Mister Mime, but we could agree to disagree. Look, However, okay, well, well, I, I want I want the fact what what a lowland slash Galarian form do you put bottom of the list if it, if it's not Mr. bottom Mime. of the Stunfisk. list I don't know I, you're putting me on the, you're putting me on the spot here <laughs> uh, Stunfisk, Stunfisk is really good uh, I'd have to think about one. it I like I like them all I like a lot of them I don't know I guess for like as far as interesting goes maybe Sand Slash like Sandshrew is cool because it looks like an igloo, I guess. <laughs> it does look like an igloo. Maybe Geodude? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Geodude's up there. Eyebrows. Yeah, it does have the eyebrows. 
Like Radish is good because of the the lore. The, yeah, and the the mustache is really nice on it. Raichu is cute. Raichu, oh Raichu, top is cute. of the list. Diglett and Dugtrio are real good. Yeah, Meowth is real good. All the Meowths are good. All the Meowths are real good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So we know from interviews with Detective Pikachu that they tried to talk the director out of using Mr. Mime. They quote said, "You don't want to do that." Mr. Mime is really weird. And then they did it anyways, and then they liked it, so they kept it in the movie. Yeah. And I would think, because it did so well in the movie, that scenes particularly, that they were like, oh, we need to go all in in Mr. Mime in a new game. Well, I just, yeah. I Maybe. Especially when um, one of them said, pay attention to the signs. I don't, I think I was paying attention to them, like, conceptually but i wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying um but yeah the signs and then you walked into mr mime twice i think and not the new one yeah the one yeah the old the, one the detective pikachu mr mime right well <laughs> the, the original mr mime no it's detective <laughs> pikachu <laughs> yeah only only mr mimes that are doing light screen those are i always... i'm just curious of what like what mr if... mime is doing there mm- well, n- n- no, I I think the answer is Mr. Mime's doing there because it did well in the movie. I just think the whole Mr. Mime situation in this game is because of the movie. That's what I think. No, but like story wise, what is Mr. Why is Mr. Mime there? That's I think true, it's like, what yeah, Mike is asking. Yeah, story wise, yeah. I don't know why Mr. Mime is working with Team Yell. When oh it's- no, I mean I I think I think you're onto something. I think that makes sense. Maybe that it's like kind of a callback to the to the movies. But I actually wrote down in my notes because this stuck out to me that this whole segment from signing up for the the gym challenge and then walking down the street felt like a side-scrolling beat-em-up because it's all side-scrolling it's all like on the street you get blocked once you get to a certain point you have to beat trainers to get through and at one point, they even have a neon sign that's a, a, a hand with a pointing finger pointing ahead, which is mm. exactly what they did in beat-em-ups, like Streets of Rage and stuff like that. Yeah. It Golden 100% Max. felt like that. Interesting. I didn't think that. I just, to me, it was like, oh, this is this is just all Detective Pikachu love. But that is, would make sense, then, yeah. why the Mr. Mime is blocking your way, because they have to have something to stop you from, like... To let you, I just the, the you know, confusing you thing the, is like the beat 'em up barrier. Does Galarian Mister Mime not do the same thing? Does it not put up light screens? Would people not have gotten that reference? Nah, it's the it's got the ice. And I feel like it's probably yeah, I mean, sure it got the ice, but I'm sure it could still reflect in light screen. Well, the, I think it's still the the visual effect. Like it's like it's more uh, explicitly referencing Detective Pikachu with. The original Mr. Mime, mm-hmm. just because if it's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it, was, it just doesn't make sense for a normal fairy psychic type Mr. Mime to exist with these dark type gym leaders or dark type team team. Yeah, I don't want to say bad team because they're not technically bad. Uh, it just seems like that is the out of place thing, not I mean, the like. Oh, we know why we're doing it. We're doing it to promote. Like we know why Charizard is Leon's. Pokemon because the third legendary, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, because Charizard is extremely popular and and everyone knows it. But so I get why Mister Mime is there because Mister Mime is now extremely popular and everyone knows it. And some people get the reference, but in the sake of that universe in that hallway, that uh, that Mister Mime does not make sense. Yeah, because it feels like it feels almost like a like a detective noir. Yeah, setting. I don't know if it's said on Pierce's Piers Piers Piers's trainer card or if somebody mentions this. Maybe somebody tells. I think maybe Marnie tells you that. Oh, Pierce telegraphs his moves. Like that's his. That's his downfall. It, is it, he like tells you what he's about to do? It was the card that said that. It it, I, it is obvious. He uses a Scrafty, a Malamar, a Stun Tank, and an Obstagoon. I think the Obstagoon is probably obvious. <laughs> it's like the you know go to dark Pokemon that everyone lost their minds for. But he he will tell he'll he he would like send a Pokemon out and he would mention what his like plan was with it. He would be like, "Oh, 
I got, I'm going to poison and sucker punch you when he sent out like stun tank. So you're like, oh, okay, you know, sucker punch and you probably know like toxic or something, which it does. So I don't know if that was intentional, but for me, I was like, oh, well, he told me he knows sucker punch, so he's going to sucker punch. So I'm not going to fall for it. And I'm going to do like a status move because then I can't get sucker punched. But then he never sucker punched. So he would like screech. So I would like pass turn. I'd be like, all right, I'll use this turn to switch or get ready because I don't want to get sucker punched. And then he would like set up. And I was like, is this intentional? Like, did he tell me he was going to sucker punch? So I thought he was going to sucker punch. (laughs) But instead, he's actually using that to set up because that's super clever. But I have no clue if it's just like the AI is like, well, let's roll a dice. 25%. We're going to use one of these moves. See, what it was making me think of is that throughout the game, they've been like, Oh, you've gotten this critical hit, or ooh, you did these tight matchups, or um, and all of that. It made me, especially when I did the eighth gym right after, is because it was like that foreshadowing in that battle. I think it was trying to get you to do more strategizing with your playing when you're in that battle, like when you're in a battle, um, mm-hmm. just generally. So I think it was like oh, okay, well, now I know or something like what's going to happen. Maybe instead I'm going to do this. It's kind of um, pro proactive rather than retroactive or po- you're, 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 you're preparing. For- yeah, what's the word? Like if, if I go into a Pokemon battle and I, so like if I, if I fought Nessa's Aerokudo, Aerokuda, I have no clue what moves it knows. I can assume that it, it knows a water move, and that's pretty much it, unless I look it up. So, like, going into Pierce's battle, Pierce, Pierce's battle, and when he sends out a stun tank, I can assume that it probably knows a poison move and a dark-type move, and when he goes, oh, I know payback, or not, sorry, not payback, sucker punch, that information skewed how I was going to attack him, because now I know that he has a move. It's like when he sent out the Scrafty, I was like, oh, Scrafty knows fake out. It's going to fake out on turn one because it can only fake out on turn one. I actually think he tells you his Scrafty knows fake out too. And so Scrafty can only use fake out on turn one. Otherwise, that move is useless. So because his Scrafty is going to fake out, I can't do anything because it's priority and it'll flinch me. So I'm going to use that turn to switch. But he didn't use fake out. He used like sand attack on me. So I switched into a sand attack. Again, I don't know if that's intentional. But because he tell he told me what his moves were going to be, or what he told me his strategy, I completely changed my strategy, and I felt like every time it backfired See, because I... he 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 always was like one step ahead of me, and I just think it was like dumb luck on my part that I'm like, oh, was this intentional? I feel like he said what he would do, and then he did what he said he would do. Like I for yeah. for yeah. So like- <laughs> I kind of noticed that too, and I, I noted it as being like, oh, this is funny because he said he wasn't a very good gym leader, and he's telling me everything he's going to do. Because he doesn't think he's very good. So I that's think why it, I, he's a bad gym leader. Yeah, so I think it, ha- it has to be just random. Because if he told me he's going to fake out, he can only fake out on turn one, and he didn't, and he ended up sand attacking, which is actually the, the better play, because I wasted a turn to switch, and then he sand attacked into what I switched. So I'm I I'm always very curious of how like AI is programmed. You know, it's like sometimes when you like fight a you know a brain dead NPC on the side of the road, and like you send out a stun tank, and they thunder wave you, and then they thunder wave you again, and then they thunder wave you again, and you're just like you you can't do this. Like this move doesn't work, but you keep doing it because your your AI is bad. And Pokemon AI has gotten definitely better, and I'm sure it's extremely hard to program in this game. Like. The 400 Pokemon plus the however many moves and on top of the abilities. So I'm I'm always curious if if it is literally like the computer just rolls a four sided die and whatever die it is, that's the move they pick. I'm sure it's more yeah, complicated than that, right? I'm sure it's more like, okay, you sent out a water, I sent out a f- grass, I'm going to prioritize the move that is super effective over the other moves. I definitely think it's different between like wild Pokemon and trainers because I feel like trainer battles are a little bit more smart or at least they have been in maybe this game in Sun and Moon. But at least as far as I've noticed, like being able to 
use type advantages and stuff like that. But I definitely still notice in like, because I was thinking about that today when I was fighting something that had a, I don't remember. I was leveling something that was a ghost and the wild Pokemon kept trying to do something that was not effective to me, like didn't affect my Pokemon at all. And I was like, they just keep doing it and they have one move that they can use but they're not using that move. They keep oh. using the three moves that won't hit my Pokemon. At some point, they're going to get it, but they never did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, AI is still predictable to the point where I don't think any of the gym leaders use heals. Uh, I think at like a certain point, um, you get to like trainers. And this this is uh, every Pokemon game is different. Like I think when you I think in like Harkold, SoulSilver, they all use, like, when you're battling the Elite Four, I'm trying to, like, talk about older games, not newer games, but, like, when you're battling the Elite Four, I think they all have, like, exactly three max potions, so you could always realistically be like, well, if I can if I can wait it out and I can burn all their max potions here, it'll be easier because they don't have any more. Sure. Um, and then I think in, like, uh, you know, Diamond and Pearl, I think it was, like, two hyper potions or something. So, like, every game is, like, different. None of these gym leaders heal are you sure i know hop does hop does yes I, and i think hop is limited to one i think he's limited to one heal and that that i think he uses his first heal on the bridge at the daycare i think prior to that he doesn't heal i loved the battle with pierce because i did feel like he was like two steps ahead of me because he was telegraphing things that he wasn't doing which i thought was clever but then i but i know deep down that it was just like a coincidence but I enjoyed the fight a lot with him. I really liked it too. And in a game with gym leaders that I feel like have more personality than really I have felt like have had in recent Pokemon games, like every gym leader kind of feels like they have a good amount of personality. I feel like Piers has the most personality. Like this gym fight, I felt like was the most charming and interesting outside of just like I'm in a stadium and I get to see their cool Gigantamax Pokemon, and they do, you know, maybe something cool. Like, this just overall was a more intriguing gym gym battle to me. I think it was set up that way, though. Just because Pierce is Marnie's brother, and so we already have a relationship with Marnie. When we are entering the situation with Pierce, it's like, okay, well... This is less of a stranger situation like the other gym leaders, but also uh, it feels more personal because of that uh, sibling connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationship. And and I feel like we learned more information, too, about Pierce than we did about anybody else. Yeah, I I still think, like, both Kabu and Opal are super strong. They're good, too. I, I think that Milo is probably... The no, 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 no. Melanie no. and Gordy are the weakest. Oh, I've, yeah. Absolutely. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot absolutely. about them. They're so weak. We literally talked about them 24 hours ago. They're that weak. You forgot. I think I can't, I can't speak to B, but I think Alistair, even though Alistair says little to nothing, and ugh, they're like, at one point, you can battle Alistair again, right? Like most Pokemon games, you can rebattle gym leaders like after you beat it and stuff. And he does say a little bit more like the second time you battle him, but it's mostly like him acknowledging that you're a good trainer. So it's just like, you're impressive to me or I can uh, maybe something along the lines, like I sense the power in you. And obviously he thinks he can see ghosts and he's very spiritual. So that line makes sense. But for him being so young, refusing to show his face, super shy, just scared to compete, but a good competitor, like that resonates with me as I think he is a great character and I think he's very interesting. Although I have no clue if B matches that kind of interesting um, because I, I she's not in my game. B seemed really straightforward, which wasn't a bad thing. I like as you were talking, I have also been thinking about how the gym leaders may be uh, the relationships they might have with each other. And when uh. I interacted with B. I was like, I feel like she trained or did something with Kabu just because I feel like I got similar vibes because they both seemed uh, more disciplined, I guess, 
or I don't know if structured that's what maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe more structured. It, it it's not B is not the most exciting gym leader for sure. Um, but I guess maybe what I was saying is that not necessarily that Piers is the strongest gym leader overall, just that Piers's gym battle was the most interesting to me in a game full of pretty interesting gym leaders like the the majority of them are pretty interesting like nessa is interesting uh you know um kabu's interesting everybody besides i feel like gordy and b really up to that point like gordy is dead last (laughs) b is like close second maybe uh still a cool trainer like the the concept of b being like this this martial arts powerhouse and how yeah we kind of already had that in another game though she is Is right i mean it's it's, like maylene like the one in yeah but she's like b is a little more intense b is b is more intense and more straightforward like irene was saying like other than those two everybody else has a lot of character they have a lot of they they put a lot of their personality into this game that I feel like you get a lot less of in prior games, maybe. Like, there are some that you definitely get more of because they're, like, an integral part of the story, right? Yeah. But but overall, just base gym leader involvement, there's a little bit more interest in this game, I think, than than other games. And I think that while there's a lot of that Overall, in Sword and Shield, I think that Piers' gym battle is the most memorable. After the gym fight, and when you go to the tunnel that leads you back to um, Dragon Helm, Dragon Vaults, Hammerlock, Hammerlock, <laughs> Dragon Helm. There's a bunch of people in the tunnel. And uh, I think there's like another explosion that you apparently can't hear. I can't hear it. Apparently, maybe my my <laughs> earbuds are too down in a certain area. Um, you gotta and turn those things up. What? You got to turn those things up. Oh, uh, got it. Um, and uh, you see a giant, uh, fainted, dynamaxed Galarian Meowthling on the side. What? Oh, and on the on the news, the like iPad. Oh yeah, <laughs> like in the game, right? And then I think, um, I think Hop shows you on his tablet, right? He's like, look at the. Did you see the news? And it's okay, yeah. Like so it's the photo. Too long, didn't read. Pokemon started Dynamaxing out of nowhere, uh, which was hinted out earlier. And Leon and his Charizard was able to stop him. Un, un unless I am wrong. Uh, I don't remember a champion actually doing too much. <laughs> it usually <laughs> falls on you. Uh, to the point where uh, Leon said that he has to, you know, continue ensuring and helping. And I think both you and your character, like, offer to help. And Leon actually Hop. says, Hop. oh, yeah, you and you and Hop uh, offer to help. And Leon pretty much says, like, no, you continue the gym challenge. I'm the champion. I should be making sure everyone is safe, which I, which I feel like no other champion does. He's number no. one. That's what uh, his number is. You could is. maybe argue, like, Cynthia goes to the distortion world with you. But at a certain point, she's like, hey, the mess spirit puzzles on you. You figure out the Azelfs, you figure out the Uxies, you push the rocks and the the <laughs> very long and overdue bad puzzle that is the distortion world. Over- oh. It's it's just like it's such a long we're not here to talk about how long and dumb the distortion world puzzle is. It's not not particularly <laughs> great. But I can't like I guess Lance technically does like the power plant stuff with you. Well, I think this is the first game that they've really put an emphasis on, like, your whole... I mean, they're maybe, maybe like, the first and second gen, maybe? But they really, in a long while, this is the first time that they've really put an emphasis on, like, your whole world is the gym challenge. Your whole world is the championship. And they keep, and we'll talk about this later, but they really build you up to thinking, like, Everything else will get taken care of. What well, I mean, you know, we as players are like, obviously, that everything's not going to get. I'm going to have to step in at some point because I'm the protagonist. <laughs> but hey, there's a legendary in the cover of this game. <laughs> what's the, what's the story here? <laughs> but we they really build you up to just focusing on the gym challenge, which I think is 
cool. They Which like, is what I want out of a game too. I right. don't I don't play a Pokemon game to save a world. I play a Pokemon game because I want to be a trainer and be a champion and collect Pokemon. To be you the got- best. Like I I could take or leave saving a wor- the world story wise like that I guess that is something that needs to drive people but I I have always like I just think it's a bad trope. I think it's just not a needed trope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that if it didn't have that, people would be like, the story was bad because it there was no story, right? Like, there's got to be some story. And I think the the story of you're just you're just uh, trying to be champion is not, unfortunately, in this day and age, maybe not enough to pull people. Like it could be, I guess, maybe. And I think that in this instance, like you know that something else is coming. Because this isn't probably not your first video game you've ever played, but yeah, I think out of I like that they build you to feel like the main focus and all of the importance for the large majority of the game is your story and your journey as a trainer. I think out of all the Pokemon games, this is the one that can get away without saving the world because I think the characters themselves are so strong and so interesting, and I think the dynamic between you and Hop. Which, I, 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 if you're paying attention, I, I know the joke is, like, Hop is just recycled how, but it, it, the, he's not. <laughs> right. he, he has, like, so much character, so much more personality. Like, I don't think we talked about this, but, uh, or gone in depth, but, like, Hop continued to change his team because he, like, realized he wasn't beating you, which I feel like other uh, rivals are just like, well, you know, I've always started with these Pokemon, and they got stronger over the course of the game, and this is just always my team. Yeah. Uh, I think but- we talked about that in the last we did, episode. Yeah. We did. Um, and then, so, like, I, I think Hop's, like, his story is pretty good, and I think that dynamic is great. Sure. Um, but you I still gotta have I, that, that anime storyline, Yeah, right? it's, because it's like, if it was... St- straightforward one yeah it would be pretty it would be super boring and also having this overarching story breaks it up it does yeah and um but what i do like is because it's they're they're like you're a kid why would you why would you do any of this right now because you haven't even finished the challenge so we don't even know if you would be help- like helpful so so i think it's also part of that where it's like well also prove yourself so we're able to be like oh okay help yeah um well i mean leon stepping in and taking care of things that you as a character probably would have done in past games is is i think awesome i think it makes sense and i think it also it not only does it make sense for your character and it's like well you're not even a you're not a champion you have like four badges why would you even consider trying to do this when there are adults that live in this world <laughs> that run this economy that manage these Pokemon centers and stores, and there are police officers that you battle. <laughs> like, why is the 10-year-old kid always the one saving it? So having an active Because the police champion, officers are battling on the route. That's true. So having an active champion do that stuff just feels good, like, feels natural, doesn't feel, like, out of place, and it moves the story along, and I... Obviously, it comes to a close when, you know, you have to end up battling the champion anyways. But it also sets that up as a twofold thing that, like, if you become champion, it's going to be on your shoulders then. Yes, that's that's true. So after Leon uh, tells you to continue your gym challenge, he I think he mentioned something that like, oh, uh, OK, so we, we were trying to figure out his name. Rayhan, I think is how he say it. Yes. Uh, so he says that Ray, <laughs> Ray Han is Leon's rival, mm-hmm. the only one that can, you know, come close to defeating <laughs> and that uh, that he's going to be very difficult for you. He is the dragon type gym leader in Hammerlock. And uh, you walk right in. That's I pretty really... much it. You go right. There's like that one scene uh, from Pierce to... Rayhan that we just talked about, but it they stick those gyms right next to each other. His gym challenge is pretty basic, except it's it's fine. You well, you do three double battles in a row. So lore though, did you pick up on this, Irene? I know that Steve probably didn't. Which part? 
So you're doing double battles, right? But you're doing double battles in the vault where all mm-hmm. the tapestries are, where you first yes. found out that there's two heroes yes. instead yes. of just one, which is neat. Like, that's a neat thing. My thought process was, why are we not fighting in a stadium, and why are we fighting next to these ancient <laughs> scrolls hanging on the wall? That's why well, I asked no. Irene if she yeah, caught it. <laughs> like, because you walk in there, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, you walk up, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go through the door. And they're like, oh, no, you go to the vault. Um, did you guys talk to the person that was by the elevator or something? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, there I was someone you- that was inside that was inside the stadium, and... They said something like, you have to have explicit permission to do this thing or whatever. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. But, I mean, that was just, I thought I was going to have to go there eventually. I'm assuming I we will. But, yeah, no, I, I liked that it was double battles. I liked that it was, I I don't know, I, I really liked this gym and halfway through not even halfway. I think it was right at the beginning of the final battle that his number was two four one, and it's like he does double battles, and so it's just like ah, because <laughs> that's so dumb, and I love it. <laughs> like how Leon's number is one. Like he doesn't have three digits. He's just number one. Right. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. <laughs> That's also a two four Pokemon number two Pokedex number two forty one is also a Miltank, so take that for what it's worth. Okay. I don't think anything. <laughs> um I, I thought the three double battles they set you up were I thought they were incredibly easy. Uh, I don't think anything any of them gave me a hard time. Yeah, they were not hard. However uh, <laughs> However, uh I think so I lost the out of every including the championship match, every match I played, this is the only match I lost against. And it was because of dumb decisions, mostly, but also just because I was expecting dragons and I didn't get dragons. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you get fly, fly gun. <laughs> you get, you get two dragons <laughs> out of four Pokemon he had. I did it. He's like a weather battler, though. He's not like a dragon battle. I mean, it's his gym, his rules. He can do what he wants, but like, yeah. Boy, he really takes you for like surprise. And I've had this is the point where I realized that Draclord, Draclork, that Pokemon sucks. I'm sure when it evolves into the stealth bomber missile thing with the little dreepies it shoots out, I'm sure that Pokemon's what? great. It's like the Dragonite thing, so the Draclork is like the Dragonair. Draclork. Well, okay. And then there's like this little Pokemon called Dr- Dreepy. Have you seen Dreepy? It sounds creepy. Every like People are losing their minds over Dreepy. What? Dreepy's okay. great. I like Dreepy. What's it look like? It's real All right, cute. another it's just podcast cute episode where we pull up Dreepy. There squiggly. he is. Squiggly. Oh, that's so cute. So there's there's the Dratini, and then the final. Okay, the, but so if the I middle look at form it, is is Drac Lork Lork, where Dreepy rides on his head, and the lore behind this Pokemon is like if. He doesn't have a Dreepy on his head. He gets, like, really nervous and really worried, so he'll, like, put a different Pokemon on his head because, like, he needs something up there to, like, help him steer or whatever his That's so cute. Is. And then he evolves into, like, this, which is, like, the Dragonite, which is, he has, like, two little, like, he shoots out Dreepies, like a stealth bomber would shoot missiles, and he's a ghost dragon Pokemon, and I got him in a Dynamax raid, like, you know, back in the fourth gym, I had this Draclord that I got into, I uh, got from a raid, which was like awesome, cool. And I think I've never used him. Every time I send him out, he got one shot, or like he's he he doesn't hit hard. He's too slow. His move pool is pretty limited. And I was like, one day, one day, he will evolve into this great dragon ghost Pokemon and dominate. And it was this battle with Rayhan. Where I was, I, I was like, here, your time to shine. Dragon versus dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the nope. ultimate. And literally just gets one shot because it's slower than everything. And I was like, I could have put a well, basket into my team and it would have been more helpful than this thing. But he also did tell, like, I liked the things that he had to say as well. Just because I think he had said, how do you, I don't know if it was before his battle or or before just the challenge generally. But he said something like, how do you um, use your Pokemon in a, in a double battle? Like, do you work 
uh, do you like combine their moves together or do you um, it or do you um, I guess they're together, but they're still doing like there isn't really is there like synergy between your team is yeah. what he's asking. Yeah. Just a recap. Uh, his team, he's, he start, he opens with a gigalith. Not a dragon Pokemon, just a pure rock. <laughs> well, it's a double battle too, so it's Gigalith and Flygon. Flygon. And then uh his 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 other two uh are Sandaconda and Duraludon, which we was you know shown early. And I think when it was originally shown, they talked about how like Duraludon and Tyranitar, like they fight each other over territory, which is like to me was weird because I was like, does this thing evolve? Like, if it's fighting Tyranitar, this very, like, well-established, dominant Pokemon. We call it T-Tar in the Pokemon Go scene. Uh, <laughs> like, is this... Because it kind of looks like a... I don't know. It doesn't look that intimidating. It just kind of looks like an aluminum... I don't... Like, shell of a Pokemon. Like, it doesn't... I don't know. It's pretty intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of short and stubby. Um, it's very mech design oriented. Yeah. But then when heavy. when it when it like when you find out it doesn't evolve, you're like, oh well, then it's just like a Turtonator or a Drampa or like a gosh forbid a Drudigan. <laughs> like no one's gonna use this thing. Uh, we'll get to it. I made the mistake. Here, this is double battle one hundred and one. You you want especially in a gym leader situation or like a high stake you know this is a rival situation. You always knock out one Pokemon. They send out the second. Then you knock out both at the same time, and then they send out their last one solo, and then it's two versus one, and you're always in a good spot. I did the dumb thing of knocking out both the first Pokemon at the same time. So then he sends out his other two. Uh, which are, they work extremely well together. I mean, obviously, that's his gimmick. So his Sandaconda glaring your Pokemon and then protecting is r- a real good strat. And then his uh, Duraludon, which Gigantamaxes. I was so close <laughs> the first time. Uh, I was so, uh, in. But yeah, I lost the first time. And then I switched out one of my Pokemon and then I moved around the order. And I thought that my first battle was better overall. Uh, I I think I was more frantic the second time. And I didn't even think I was going to win the second time. Like halfway through, I was telling myself, why did you switch anything? You should have just... Yeah. Like you should have done a few different things in that battle rather than replacing a pokemon entirely and mm-hmm. um but i mean i won but yeah uh i liked it a lot but it was i thought it was challenging so challenging in that because it's a double battle it's just there's slightly more thinking strategy to it yeah when i lost i switched out the, the drac lork and i don't remember Drake what i lork. I don't remember what I switched what it to because I kept I switched my team a lot throughout this whole playthrough, but I used candy and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to use this like level 35 Pokemon. I'm going to candy it up to 47 or whatever his level was. Didn't lose, but this was the absolute closest I got to losing out of anything. Uh, it was way faster. I had a Grim Snarl that I went in with because I trained up heavily for uh, the Dragon Gym with a fairy Pokemon that I put a lot of effort into. And uh, it, as soon as Duraludon... Oh, you mean the dragon steel typing? That is possibly (laughs) some of the best typing ever. So it might not have been... It probably still would have been really bad, but it was just so much faster than my Grimmsnarl that once it Gigantamaxed and I Dynamaxed, it was... So fast that it went first. Yeah, I don't understand how this little thing gets so fast. (laughs) It gets like super fast. fast. It hits really hard. It has incredible typing, and it doesn't evolve. It's unreal to me that like Duraludon is like a power, such a powerhouse. Uh, He's the champion. Well, I mean, the eighth gym leader. Yeah, sorry, he's the champion's rival. rival. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, this thing destroyed me, though. It one-shotted my Grimmsnarl. 
right away. And then I scrambled through the rest of my Pokemon to try and figure out, like, try and figure out a tactic that would work well for that typing. And I did my best to, like, whittle it until it came down the, like, three turns where it came down from a Gigantamaxing. And I just had to work from there. I, I, I don't remember specifically what it was, but whatever the Sandaconda was doing to was also causing problems for Santa me being able was, to do was, anything. Was glaring everything. And an oh, attack, sure, yeah, glare. attack was That's going up before. for both of them. Yeah, Santa. So. Uh, what was like Duraluna's? Dura I think it something was causing all the attack to go up. I don't know if it was. I think it was his Dynamax or his like Gigantamax move. I think his specific Gigantamax move, the the metal. Max is it like max depletion? I think it might be called. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Would like cause both him and Sandaconda or whatever was on his side to like go up in stats. I don't remember what was exactly happening, but there was there was fists flying from the sky. There was sand going. There was a snake just glaring everything. So like the second time max I went in, steel. It was big bad. The second time I went in, I knocked out the Flygon instantly. I, like, one-shotted it. Oh, you know what I brought in? I brought in Mr. Rhyme. So I, like, knocked out the Flygon. Sandaconda came out. I, like, hit both of them, and then I surfed them, and then they both went away. And then it was just Duraludon, which was like, well, I can't one-shot you when you're a skyscraper, so I guess we'll just wait until you're not a skyscraper anymore. It was a very impressive Pokemon. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I liked... I mean, as you were saying earlier, how he's a more of a weather or effect gym leader. I he was really excited about Sandstorm. <laughs> I think it's a signature. The rude. I think at like some point, like the sun came out too. I think it says on his page like he also benefits from sun, but I don't remember him doing that in my specific match. There was a I think on his league card it says that he takes selfies the whole time he's in battle, which was true cuz his phone's out, his Rotom phone is out taking selfies of him. And then it also says that um he gets so into the weather changing things or maybe an NPC said this that sometimes the like selfies that he winds up posting are just pictures of sandstorms cuz you can't see anything. <laughs> I think it that might have been an NPC um, yeah. some lore here is he has battled Leon 10 times and he has lost all 10 times. Oof. That record. But he is the only person to come close to beating Leon. Okay. What I, I did like is at the beginning of our battle with, uh, with him, he, um, was saying, oh, I'm Leon's rival. Like, you're going to lose. Um, but afterwards he said something that was like, that was really conceited and like, uh, like not selfish, but I shouldn't have said something like that. And it's humbling that you beat me, and you're a good trainer. And go forth. Um, but I, I did like. I don't know. I, I really oh, like yeah. all of the gym leaders. He says that he's he's he doesn't deserve the title of Leon's rival anymore, and that he's grown overconfident in himself and his team. Yeah, and that he needs to reassess. Weird because like Hop also beats him and like uh, everyone Marnie also beats him and stuff. Yeah, um, but this is this is the the Hop redemption arc. So. Right. Well, I guess this technically was... you would have beat him first. So just la last thing before we end is uh, when you are going to fight Ra uh, Rayhan, Hop is going backwards to fight Pierce. And then when you finish, doesn't Hop come up and say that he's going he's... in to battle? It's because Rayhan, yeah. you leave, and then Rayhan follows you out because um, have the I I feel like have the the move that you've gotten at the end has it been from it's the from, or from the person it's that's usually standing. from the the yeah the guard yeah so I also liked that a lot because it was just uh, he was taking a um he's taking an extra moment to. Walk you to the door. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure during that interaction is when Hop came up, and then they left together. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And he says he's finally figured out his strategy. Hop says he's finally figured out what his strategy is going to be for battling. 
that yeah. high, the hop growth. It's it's and weird then, uh, walk out of eight gyms and not solve the big problem. <laughs> we talked about this at some point in a past episode about how often they tell. I think maybe the last episode how often they tell wild you to go area. train in the wild area. <laughs> yeah, and Rayhan says go train in the wild area. The next episode will be real weird. I don't want to ask why because uh, I I finished the gym and I shut the game off once. So th- it's good. We'll we'll talk about getting to the new town, the final town, uh, where the last stadium is, where you will challenge the champion. You will do your champion cup because there's no elite four in this game. There's the champion cup that you will participate in, and then uh, the semifinals or whatever quarterfinals. Yes. And so the next episode. I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler. The next no. episode is the issue. Oh, okay. And then the final episode will obviously be the battle with Leon. <laughs> and I'm sure a little bit before and after that. Um so the the issue will will come to fruition. That's the right word. I think. Yeah. Fruit fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Fruition. <laughs> you got there. Um so that's it. That's all eight gems. We will be back tomorrow. I would suggest if you, I would just suggest this. If you are going into the champion city, I can't remember what the city's called. Like, Winden? Winden? Winden. It's like London, uh, but Winden. <laughs> if you are going into that city, don't, don't do it all in one sitting. Oh. There's not like a good stopping place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just do it all. But it's it's it's, it's, it's real long. Good. I don't okay. It is it's long, but you do it all in one sitting. Okay. I think I think that is the best. There's like not a good stopping point because when you think there's a stopping point, they like push you Ugh. of like, oh, you should maybe see this through. It's like when you play Final Fantasy fourteen and there's a super long cutscene and they give a disclaimer that's like, if you need to go to the bathroom or <laughs> grab a snack or something, please do that. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's safe. Yeah, I think we'll 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 stop there. I literally haven't gotten on the train yet, so now I'm there's a train. That's all I know. There's a train. So yes. there's yeah. a train to the north area. All right. Well, that's our episode. We'll see you guys tomorrow, which uh, that will be the the Sunday episode, and then uh, the last episode will be Monday, and then after that, you'll have to wait a week, and then a normal ISC comes back. So that's the game plan going forward. This episode is probably the longest out of the set. Um, that's why we're just kind of saving Leon for the last episode because that gives us recap of the entire game. And so yeah, that's it. That's the episode. Good night, Keller. <laughs> <laughs>